Welcome to The Grafters Podcast. Brought to you by Reanimate Performance and the Heavy Metal Strength Coach. Woo! Welcome to another episode of The Grafters Podcast. I am Chris Kershaw, the Heavy Metal Strength Coach, and I'm joined by Rihanna of Reanimate Performance. Uh, Hello! <laughs> Uh, and today we've got a very special guest. Um, he needs no introduction, but I'm going to try and give one anyway. Um, he is Tony Gentlecar. He's been coaching since the early 2000s. Um, he founded Cressy Performance with Eric Cressy and Pete. How do you say Pete's second name, Tony? It's Dupuis. Dupuis. Yes. Um, very French. Um, um, just one question about that. Um, how annoyed are you that they didn't call it Cresselcar? Oh man, that I, I don't know. I don't know if we would have gotten any business if we call called it that. They would have been like, What is what is this Kressel core? Like <laughs> what what is this? You know, in, in all honesty, like we're it, one thing we would have changed back when we opened it up was not call it Cressy Sports Performance, just because you know, oh. when you name when you name a business after your name, uh, particularly when it's Eric everyone who walked in the doors always expected to work with Eric. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and that's not how it works. You know, it's like we have a staff of coaches. Yeah. And uh, um, so I, I know looking back, I know Pete and Eric would probably change it to something sports performance rather than Cressy sports performance, but it is what it is now. And, yeah. It uh, seems to, it seems to have gone okay for you guys. So. Oh yeah. It worked out fine. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> And then in two, two, 2015, you opened your own place called Car, um, yes. and you are still training people in person there. And I am, yes. Loving that. And yes. training people online. Uh, do you employ any other personal trainers there as well? I don't employ, I don't have any employees under me, although I do sublease the space. So okay. when, I'm not, when I'm not there coaching, there are other coaches renting the space, running their own business out of there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're not they're not employees of mine, but they're all they're all coaches I trust. They've all been more or less vetted by me. They're ones I know personally. Um, so I, I'm not just letting like any grand old coach use the space. Of yeah. course. Um, what's worked out nice is that three of them are either ex coaches or or interns of Crusty Sports Performance. So um, you know I know the quality of the coaching is going to be very high. Yeah, and um, um, this is going to be our first tangent. Um, like, what do you look for um, in a PT when you're looking to work with someone? Um, you know, and I, it's not that they have to follow like my exact way of coaching, but we kind of have to be on the same page. Like, I'm yeah. very, I'm very barbell focused. Uh, you know, helping people move well, getting stronger, and stronger is subjective. Like, I'm not trying to turn everyone into a power lifter, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they want to do that, cool, great. But uh, so long as they're just, you know, they, they know the difference between like a hip hinge and a squat and <laughs> have maybe heard of Mel Sif, uh, then, then we're probably good to go. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, cool. <laughs> um, so they're not, they're not, they don't have to like be like verbatim. Okay. You have to follow my protocols and my assessment, but, uh, um, but yeah, they have to be, they have to know how to coach. Um, and, and because I know them all personally, I've seen them coach. I, 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 I know that they're, that's exactly what they're doing. Um, uh, I'm looking for, it, go on, sorry, Tony. And, and a lot of it's just, uh, um, I wouldn't say maybe, yeah, maybe it is like brand management. Like I don't want to, like if I'm, if I'm coaching people or, or, or training people a certain way, like I certainly want to want to walk in one day and see a random trainer doing like, you know, handstand burpees with, uh, uh, kipping, 
know, juggling oranges and, and I, I, don't, I just don't need any of the craziness. So, yeah. Rianne, you're going to be in trouble with your kipping. Oh, man. I'm going to oh, say basically no CrossFit. <laughs> um, so, are. I can take the moral high ground because I'm a powerlifter and Rianne dabbled yeah. in uh, CrossFit, which makes him a devil. And this, that is me bagging on CrossFit, of course. Like, I have many friends in CrossFit, and I've, I've actually <laughs> trained in, I've trained and presented in many CrossFit gyms. And, um, oh, cool. You know, there's just, you know, there, there's, there's certain exercises that I'm not a fan of, but, but, you know, we're not all supposed to agree on everything, of course. Yeah. And um, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, like you said, there, there are some movements within CrossFit where when, when you break it down, it's not going to be great for, people of the general population that we work with and right, that's something right. that you know if you participate in it you'll know that and it's really cool that you've got that brand management just to avoid people maybe walking in and maybe getting scared if they see something or maybe thinking oh I can't really do that I'm just gonna walk right back out so although it's funny are you guys familiar with um you might be familiar with Mark Fisher yes uh, yeah yeah okay so he's a good friend of mine i remember we were, he and i were talking about this a few years ago because obviously he owns two gyms in manhattan i own one in boston and there are many times where you'll get a random person i mean what's nice about me too is that i have recognition in the industry so usually when people reach out to me they kind of know what they're getting themselves into all right they're, yeah. they know they're going to be deadlifting they're going to be working on their shoulder health uh you know they're going to be doing basic stuff um, yeah. the same thing, the same thing with Mark. However, every now and then you get a random person who has no idea who you are and they're like, Hey, they'll walk by and be like, Hey, you, you got, are you a CrossFit gym? And then, and we just say, <laughs> yes. Like, and then yeah, they not? say, why? and then we'll just say, are you, are, are you not a CrossFit gym? And we say, yes. <laughs> like, it's just, um, <laughs> you know, it's just like, cause at the end of the day, we are catering it to their individual needs and ability and stuff like that. So, and I do think what's nice about CrossFit is that they've, certainly popularized barbell lifts uh yeah. to the point where now people are excited to put a barbell in their hand as opposed to mm -hmm. going out for and, that, and there's nothing against joggers either uh but as opposed to just going out for a jog and running for endless miles so um yeah you know so mark and i always just kind of make the joke of like we just agree with what with, with, with whatever they lead in with <laughs> and then we're just like <laughs> you know so. i love that <laughs> with, with CrossFit in this country, it seems to have eliminated the um, male area of the gym where just men would go. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was, I don't know if it was yeah. like that um, over where you are, but um, there, were, there, were, you know, I can remember early in my career there were there were many commercial gyms that had like a a, a woman section or a female section. Um, yeah, that's certainly, I think they kind of still exist. They're, they're very rare now, but I do, I do, I do think CrossFit helped to kind of take that, take that away, which is, which has been very nice. Cause that's yeah. just the connotation. I don't agree with at all. Like, Oh, these are where the women train that. I mean, I, that's just, that's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> like that at all. So I don't even like the fact that, you know, um, that there's like, there's, there's a uh, female barbells as opposed to just yeah. barbells you know i know there, and there's some gyms that say oh you got oh the girl barbells are right there you know they'll say that those are the 15 pound barbells oh yeah when um, um when people um ask for the 15 kilo bars and ask why they are 15 kilo bars i always get a little bit embarrassed when i have to give the explanation yeah uh, and the fact yeah. that have them in the gym like i don't know if you feel like that rian yeah well you know i've since doing crossfit i was at first i was like well what why is it like less for ladies and i suppose 
the only thing that I sort of made it sound okay was that guys' hands are bigger. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, I like that. That's a nice, <laughs> yeah. that's a nice free frame right there. I like that. Yeah. Rihanna, I think you've got bigger hands than me, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's we'll, not we'll even a joke. One. I have size six feet, so um, it's, I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, I'm a size seven, so I've got you there. And so essentially the reason why um, I wanted to do this with Rianne is because she is a coach that tries to foster a lifelong love of lifting in her clients. And you seem to be someone um, who is trying to do that as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, um, yeah. You know, I think uh, I, I always tell a lot of my clients too, like, cause they'll come in with goals. Like people always come in like, Hey, I want to look a certain way. I want to whatever. And, and I always try to get them to gravitate towards a, a performance based goal. And I, I find there's nothing more performance based than, you know, challenging yourself to put more weight on the bar. Um, you do yeah. find that the aesthetic goals just, uh, well, this, I think this might be just directly quoting you from Instagram. Um, the aesthetic things and everything else just kind of seems to follow when people. Are sure. I think, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, stealing a, a train of thought from Dan John is like, if you, as long, assuming you're not eating like an asshole, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and you're training yeah. consistently. Like I, I, I've championed this uh, idea, like whenever I present, whether it's to uh, fitness professionals or if it's just a regular person, uh, I always, inevitably I'm always asked, okay, you know, I'll spend a day or two talking about like, you know, how to assess the shoulder and how do we assess people's hips to get them to uh, adopt a certain squat stance or a deadlift stance. And then, okay, now let's mm -hmm. break down the squat and deadlift and try to cue people up and troubleshoot the lifts. And then I'll talk about corrective exercises of what, you know, maybe this will be a better fit for that person. So at the end of all that, there will there'll always be a conversation of, okay, well, how many, how many sets and reps do I do of that exercise? Or how much weight should I use? Or you know, and I'm just like, that's not the point. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you, like, you know, what, what, how many sets and reps to do of it. But at the end, at, at the end of all this, if you are a fitness professional, personal trainer, coach, physical therapist, uh, yeah. and we're talking about getting people into performance-based goals, that the real goal, the real, the, the best set and rep scheme is three by fifty-two. So if yeah. you get your clients to train three days a week, fifty-two weeks out of the year, doing something some good stuff is going to happen and they're not eating like an asshole. Some yep. good things are going to happen. And, mm. you know, and I, and, and, and that, that to me is a very non-intimidating idea for people to, to grasp onto. Like, I agree. Cause, cause I think a lot of people yeah. come into the gym thinking they have to be there every day or, you know, five days a week, six days a week, every day, whatever. And I, I don't think that's the case at all. Um, but I do yeah. think there has to be a kind of a minimum <laughs> of you yeah. know, three, Three days to me seems like a very manageable way that most people can can figure it out. They can Absolutely. figure out a way to get into the gym three days a week, whether it's at their home gym or you know they might go to a CrossFit gym or a commercial gym or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. and then yes, let's work on a performance based goal with okay, with the idea being like we are trying to put more weight on the bar, and that and that that of course can only take us so far. I mean, there's much more to lifting weights and performance and just more weight on the bar all the time. I mean, there are other things to talk about there um but certainly yeah. if i have somebody coming in who can't do uh say i don't know half their body weight with a squat on, on uh, with a barbell on their back or they can't do a chin up and then fast forward two months now they're banging that, that stuff out like it's nothing as like their warm-up yeah. i mean we, yeah. we've, we've accomplished some cool things 
Something I love to do with clients, um, like when we do an initial movement screening, is just to find out what list that they will be good at straight away, what they're biomechanically designed sure. for, essentially. Um, and then we'll kind of exploit that first. Um, and get them to fall in love with the lifts first and then they can realize mm. that they can progress so far with something uh, and then we can kind of diversify from there when that training habit is instilled. Well I think that's a very very brilliant way of starting a relationship with a client is setting them up for success and that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. If I you know you if you if you do take the time to assess them well and, and figure out like, okay, well, based off what, based off this hip scour we're doing and these assessments we're doing, I think this stance is your best squat stance. It might be slightly wider. It might be slightly asymmetrical. It might be slightly staggered. One toe might be more externally rotated than the other, whatever. But if you set people up where something feels better uh, and it feels less pinchy and they're able to get, they're able to keep a better position um, and they feel more powerful and you do that right out of the gate, uh, day one, day two, yeah, they're probably going to stick around for a while <laughs> and they're going to want to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to kind of want to like explore a little bit more. And I think if more coaches took the time to do that, uh, they, we'd be doing the industry a pretty good solid right there. Uh, I love it. When, oh yeah. I'm loving it when we do an assessment and you can say, actually, you're really good at this. Uh, and they've, yeah. they've never done a weight in their entire life yet a fitness professional is saying actually we, we're safe to do this and we're going to exploit it and we're going to hit these goals and sure. you see the, the smile kind of light up from there i've realized we've gone off on a massive tangent straight away for <laughs> in a minute but i know that was a that was a long intro huh <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're entitling today navigating the apocalypse and we were going to talk about minimalist programming and things like that but i think there's so many pts per Hosting, um, home workouts and everything like that at the moment that we can kind of just tack it on to the end. What I want to do is because we'll have a lot of personal trainers, coaches, strength coaches, everything like that listening. Um, it's a time of uncertainty. And I just want to ask you how you've personally felt since this COVID-19 thing came out and we're all in isolation and we're struggling in this together. Yeah. So I would, if, if we, if we rewind the tape a month, it was a month ago today, actually, that I was in Greece. Mm. I was teaching, I was teaching a course with Dean Somerset in, uh, in Athens for two days. And then yeah. we were there for about five days. He went home back to Canada. I, I stayed back cause I had, I had a uh, two more speaking engagements in London. I, I did a pit stop in Paris for two days cause I'd never been there. And then, and then I, I went to London and I had two workshops that following weekend. And, and, and this is right. Like when I left the States, which would have been February 26th, the news was of course out there. Like people, we, we, we knew what was going on in China. We knew that it was kind of making its way into Europe and uh, things were, things in Italy were, were just starting to get pretty bad. Um, and like when I was over there, like I always say like Europeans are a bit more chill than Americans. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, I think, I mean, I could be, I mean, I could be completely wrong there, but every time I've come, I've been to Europe many times and I find it's just a little bit more chill and laid back and people don't take themselves quite as seriously. And of course I, you know, I, I noticed that people, more people were wearing masks and more people were um, aware of being around other people. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, and I remember on my flight from Athens to Paris, we were about three quarters through the flight and this woman gets up and then collapses in the aisle right next to me. 
like oh, straight in collapses and everyone was like uh what do we do uh <laughs> and no like flight attendants call for a doctor they give her oxygen i i think she must have just been lightheaded but it was you could tell like just the the aura and the sense of people even then were, was pretty intense um yeah. and of course then i made it i i you know i i, I flew back to the states on um march 10th and I think it was two or three days later that uh, then they were starting to say, okay, we're closing the borders, we're limiting travel. I, I made it back just in time um, when, it, mm. when it really got bad. And, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's fucking scary. Like, I mean, there's no, there, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that it hasn't affected us and we don't think about it. And, um, you know, my wife, my wife and I, uh, you know, are both, both of us are working from home now. Yeah. Our, uh, mm. You know, our, our toddler's daycare is shut down at, at, at least until May 4th. Yeah. And we, and we manage that. Like, we're, we're splitting the time. Like, we are able to, you know, manage that. I mean, yes, it's a, it's a nuisance. But, number one, we're, we're spending more time with our kid, which is cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but certainly like, it's, 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 sacrifice, yeah. it's a hard, yes, it's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a hardship. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, I'm trying to limit my, my uh, news watching because it's really, it's kind of a mental uh it's a mental cluster to like sit there and watch the news and see the death numbers go up and you know the cases going up and so i'm trying to limit that for um, me yeah. like, for me I've, yeah. forgot, I've forgotten what um normal feels like yeah it's going um, quickly yeah. yeah it's um yeah it's uh, but like I, I don't know what normal feels like in that well does my head normally feel like this or is this the, <laughs> is this the virus trying to take over am i one of those asymptomatic carriers and everyone's getting it from yeah it's just, yeah <laughs> it's um you know and certainly from a from a business standpoint i mean our the health and fitness industry has been decimated it has. I mean, it's, and it's, you've been uh, you've been building your business since what well, you, you started coaching 2001 something like that so I it as a personal trainer in 2002 um you know i worked in commercial fitness for a number or corporate and commercial fitness for five the first five years of my career and then we opened up crusty sports performance in 2007 i opened up my own little small studio in 2015 you know i'm i'm i can say that i i'm i'm somewhat lucky in that i'm pretty diversified in, in my brand uh I, I don't like saying i'm a brand but i kind of am and yeah, you, you know i'm I, I coach people in person and of course that has absolutely been affected by, by this, yeah. you know, I've had yeah. to like many trainers out there, I've had to pivot and okay, let's, let's try to do some virtual session sessions and, you know, get a, a, a zoom subscription and start doing, you know, online, like virtual, virtual sessions with some clients. Um, but it, all this time too, I mean, I have online clients that I've been working with for years. So I do kind of yeah. have a system already in place and then, you know, I write on the side, which I get paid to do. And then I have, I have products out there that I could, I can, you know, put on sale and, you know, say, Hey, you know, all your trainers are kind of at home now. Let's, let's might as well get smarter. And, you know, you, so would, there's that. And would you um, say this has had any effect on your uh, mental health at the moment? Of course. Yeah. Like, uh, thankfully I'm married to a psychologist. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so, so, you know, certainly it helps to kind of, um, talk about it with her and I mean, I mean she's worried too I mean she can compartmentalize better than I can because she has to do it for a living yeah but um yeah. 
but certainly it's uh, you know we're we're talking about okay financially okay how how are we like because I mean I if I had to guess like I mean I I I'm not even allowed I can't train anyone out of my studio right now like they they've shut down all non-essential businesses yeah it's exactly the same in the UK yeah and um, yeah. so I'm not training anyone in person which is you know that's quite a big chunk of income and then all my workshops have been canceled for the most part yeah. at least until the fall if not the rest of the year and that's a big I mean, that's a big hit. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, thankfully, you know, my wife and I, like we live within our means, we have savings, like we're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're making, we're getting, we're, I think like everyone, we're just figuring out as, as we go. Um, but yeah, the pivoting is, is, is becoming a bit uh, um, expedited right now in the sense of like, okay, virtual training now, you know, there's a couple projects that I've put to the side for a few years that now come to the forefront as far as like developing an online platform to to deliver more at-home workouts or workouts that people can do at more or more well-equipped home gym so I'm working with my web guy now to build that yeah so I have that in my back pocket which I'm lucky to have um yeah so something that you said on um Instagram the other day um was working with your therapist I believe since 2011 mm. something like that yeah it's it? been a while yeah she were he or she, I'm not sure if it's a he or it's a she yeah it's a she, it's a she. Yep. Um, so she was able to help you reframe the situation. I'm just wondering if you could say a few words about that. Yeah, so that my I met with my therapist last week, and that was the first time she and I had met since before I left before I left for Europe and before this before COVID nineteen really blew up. Um, yeah. So you know, as I was talking, and we were doing it virtually, <laughs> uh, as it happens, <laughs> and. Um, and I kept talking like, you know, like I, I've lost all these clients and I, you know, all my workshops, I'm, I'm losing them this, this year. And, and like, and, 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 and also on, as a side note, like I've been for the past year, like I've been working towards expanding to a larger location here in Boston for a new gym. Oh, okay. um, and that's been in the works for several months now. Um, and basically we've had, we, we kind of, canceled the lease um and canceled our plans for that for the time being you know we're going to reassess down the road but we we stopped that and i was talking about losing that in quotations um and then eventually my therapist and you know, she let me talk she let me say my thing and then she's like you know i don't think you've lost anything i think i think like with everyone we're everyone's pressing the pause button uh and we're, we're it's postponed um yeah and when, and when she said that like it really it was a nice little like subtle you know jab to the chin of like okay that 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 makes that makes that makes a lot of sense like that makes that that, that is a nice little reframe uh, and so i put that up on twitter and instagram and just said hey like you know I, I i like many of you i've said i've lost this i've lost that i've lost this i've lost that but really we're just all pressing the pause button we're, we're pressing like everything's postponed for the foreseeable future yeah. And I just, yeah. and I was like, I think that's a nice reframe. And there were, there was actually many trainers and coaches who, who sent me a private message saying, Hey, thank you for posting that. Like, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. Yeah. Uh, and I do think, and then, then and, and on a, on a side too, I had several being like, Hey, it's cool of you to say that you go to therapy, like, like, and how <laughs> that's not, that shouldn't be a stigma. Um, and I was like, yeah, I don't care if people no, I go to therapy. I think it's very important. Like I, yeah. it's, it's helped, it's helped me a lot. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, so I, I think it was a nice reframe that I, it resonated with a lot of people, which was, which was cool to see. Yeah. Something that's very clear on, um, 
everything that you've written is you're not afraid to expose what might be phrased as your weaker side or something that's not maybe your best foot forward so there's examples of articles when uh, i remember one you were talking about um, a client and you were a couple of minutes late and the client had um, mentioned something about facebook um, oh yeah talk yeah. about um therapists you've posted about missing repetitions have you oh, all yeah. felt that ex exposing that kind of side is something that's well important to you or more for other people i think you know i think you guys would both agree that as much as great as social media is sure um that it also allows us to everyone to put on their their rose-colored glasses yeah and to, mm -hmm. and, to, and to post their their ideal life uh, where it was all smiles and giggles and butterfly kisses and rainbows. Um, and that's great. I think that's important, but I'm, but certainly like, I'm, 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 I'm I don't, I think there's a, a sense of authenticity that lacks in, 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 in the industry where, you know, I'm yeah. not me, me personally, and I'm not calling people out who do this. No. I'm, it's not my flavor to post shirtless pictures of myself training and, or, you know, like sexualized, Romanian deadlifts um it's, it's just not my that's just not my my bag um yeah you know to me I'd rather I think I, I do think when it comes to being a coach uh and, and I coach many people in person of course and and, and, and certainly having a, an identity online I think people appreciate when someone can be authentic and show that they're not living breathing eating drinking health and fitness all the time uh, yeah. that I have a life outside of deadlifts. Um, yeah. and that I, I, and I can, I can be goofy and not take myself seriously. And that I'm, I'm not afraid to post a video of me missing a lift that don't happen often, but I, I, I'm not afraid to, to, to post yeah. that. Um, so and I think people appreciate that. Like they can, they want to find hot, they want to find relatableness. Uh, and that's an important component of human interaction is, is, is that I mean that's in a and relatedness is is also a very important component of motivation um, and, and I think that's, that's so important now as well and I think it's I think it's very important that you continue to expose that side because coaches will often feel guilty for um, having weaker moments for making mistakes and those will all be magnified right now where people are all feeling as if everything's been pulled out from under their feet um, yeah. so yeah. I, I just want any coaches out there listening just to know that it is okay to be vulnerable it is okay to reach out and ask for help and it is okay to um, to struggle with this stuff because we're all living with this unknown and we're all answering all these questions and trying to help each other um, and it's such a powerful thing. So um, just listen to those yeah. that are trying to expose that vulnerable side because it's going to be something that's going to help you in the long run. I mean, you guys oh, might, yeah. you guys might, uh, oh, sorry, Anne, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I just found it, um, it is very endearing to sort of see that side of you as well, you know, the, the more vulnerable side. That's something that um, drew myself to Chris when I started working at Glass House is that, you know, Although he's an amazing coach, he's, he's not afraid to sort of, you know, if, if he messes up or something with a client or, you know, he's just being himself and he's just been a bit wacky and like humorous and stuff. He's, he's exposing all the sides to him as a human being rather than just a coach. So it's really great to hear you sort of dissect that and show your true self through social media and not just, you know, like you said, the filtered sort of um, 
for the record, I am a horrible person. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not, no, Chris. You're not. No, you're not. Um, I'm blushing. Yeah, I've never, I've never, you know, I've never, I, 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 I kind of roll my eyes a lot. I mean, it's not, I would say it might've been, it might've been six, seven, eight years ago where like this whole alpha male thing became very popular where like, oh, I'm the alpha. I'm alpha. This is an alpha thing to do. And like only alpha males do this and da, da, da. And you know, I, I've always, I've always kind of rolled my eyes at that. Even before I was married to a psychologist, I'm just like, you know, I'm not afraid to tell people I cried in Notting Hill or, you know, like whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, uh, you know, and, and I'm certainly not scared to admit that I have a sappy side and, and that, yeah, that I'm vulnerable. And, um, you know, I, I yeah. And, and, and we all, we all know that most of the people that put off this persona of bravado on Instagram in real life. They're anything, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, some, of, some of them are the most insecure people in the world. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, and, and, and that could just, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I, I'm certainly not calling any individual person out, but it's just, uh, um, yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that other than it's to fine. Say that. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I've definitely noticed something that I call um, testosterone fear mongering. Um, where they're kind of saying like, if you don't do this and you don't dominate everything and yeah, push people point, yeah. and fight, then you're not a man. And I just think it's, uh, I hate to use the word toxic, but it is. It's like, you know, like train, like working out is a, is a war battle. I'm like, please, come on. Like, yeah, like yeah. if you go <laughs> into a war every time you're training, you train, like. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it gets a bit absurd at times for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, how are you helping your clients to navigate this time? Yeah. So I think that's an important discussion too. Cause uh, um, you know, I took it upon myself, like, you know, I've, I've kept them in the loop of course. I was like, Hey, you know, here's, here's my plan moving forward as far as our sessions and our interactions. And so what I've done personally is with my clients, I have, I have around 40 in-person clients that I train out of my studio. Uh, mm. And I reached out, I, I you know via mass email, of course, just because I wasn't going to write all 40 different people differently. But um, but I've also reached out to them via text and separate emails on other occasions. But I just basically said, you know, I have to shut it down. Um, but you you hired me as your coach, not just to be your strength and conditioning coach, but to also be kind of like your motivator and like, you know, accountability lawyer. Uh, I, I don't know. I, don't, I forgot what actual word I, I use, <laughs> but, um, or accountability czar. I don't know, but, uh, part of, so what I've been doing is I've been sending them once or twice a week. I'm sending them all like just some simple at home workouts that they can do to keep themselves occupied. Yeah. Uh, just filming that, describing it and like kind of giving like funny asides. And, um, but also I've, I've lent out a bunch of my equipment to them. Uh, so like, you know, you, know, you take some kettlebells, take a barbell, take some plates, take some sliders, you know, cause some of them don't have anything at home. Absolutely. So yeah. I was like, you know, here, I'm not going to be using my studio anytime soon. So take that. Um, and then certainly just saying, Hey, I'm, I'm here to help you. Like, what can I do to help? And that, and that really, if anything, I think if, if coaches just did that, like sending a text or sending an email saying, how are you? Uh, how can I help you rather than say, Hey, buy this like, don't do that. Like, just like treat them as a human first, not, not as a, as a, um, someone who can buy something from you. But, um, yeah. if you treat them as a human, and I think John Rustin has been doing a good job of this on, on Instagram of late where he's like, listen, you're doing it wrong. If you're not taking care of your clients first, everyone's rushing to like post all these cute at home workouts on Instagram. 
which is fine. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast of what we're in right now. But it's like, don't forget your clients. Like, like, that's um, yeah. Uh, you know, and I think me, like, I've, I've, I've done that. Like, I, was, I, I've been sending them weekly emails. I say, if you're interested in virtual coaching, let me know. But if you're not, like, let me know because I will accommodate you and 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 write you a programs that you can do at home to hold you over until we get back in, into the swing of things. Have you done um, any yeah, PT sessions via video? I have. I just started them this week. I've done three. How, how did you uh, find it? Yeah. You no, know, it's not it? my it's not my favorite thing in the world. But um, what it what's nice though is it was a nice reminder of me to 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 um not relearn, but just to know that I, I am able. To, I am a pretty good communicator. Like I can I can verbalize my cues over the internet over the over the video, and it's like okay, it's working out fine. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I gave myself the challenge of um, showing one of my clients how to do a kettlebell high pull um which they'd never done before via video and um it's someone that i've trained for years and just the fact that we could do that and have her move in efficiently and well and safely um, yeah. it was quite affirming yeah and they yeah. and some of my clients like i i live in boston and, and it's a very boston is a very dense uh, medical city um there's a lot of health health professionals doctors um you know it's just uh it's, it, it, which is cool because i mean boston's a very uh into science and, and, and medicine and I have a fair number of doctors and some of them I trained this past week virtually and this is the first time they've moved in like two weeks yeah and they were very appreciative of the because to me in my head you know I think we get in our heads a little bit it's like oh my god this is gonna be so cheesy it's gonna be so simple and, <laughs> rudiment and rudimentary like the exercise I mean all we're gonna be doing is like you know iso hold split squats with with uh, with you know band rows and you know, simple stuff <laughs> in our heads, right? In our heads, it's very rudimentary, like simple stuff. But to them, it's like rocket science. And it's like, yeah. they just, they just want to move. And they, they're very appreciative of just having some direction and accountability um, and just calm and, and, and something that feels normal. That's like uh, kind of like tethered to their normal schedule. So it, it's going um, back to that three times a week, um, 52 times a year. Um, it's it's going back to being able to maintain that no matter what the circumstances are. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think most of it as well. It is just making, like you said, making people feel like you know there is a sense of normality with what's going on because clients already have you know feeding back off. Thank you so much for the programming. I you know it just it's made me feel so much better. And as coaches, if you can give that to your client within this chaos, then that's an amazing thing yeah and my hope is you know however long however long this lasts we don't know if it's going to be several weeks several months god forbid um you know i don't i don't i even know i'm my my what scares me a lot too is like when this is over i mean i don't think people are going to be clamoring to go back into gyms right away um yeah so you know i i still want to be in their ear a little bit as far as like, okay, like, you know, I'm here to help you, but of course, and, and I have, there's, there's a slight ulterior motive. Like, it's like, you're, yeah, I have bills to pay too. Like, please come back. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, um, but I think if we, if we serve our clients in, in a way that's just very organic, um, you know, honestly, like just, I, I would implore any fitness professional listening to text your client, just say, hi, how are you doing? Like any, how can I help? Big um, present. Yeah that or, or an email like whatever uh but that that will go a long ways because like people want to people want to be they want to if, if at any point in time it, it's important is now they want they want to feel connected 
a lot yeah. a lot of clients are going to be going to be afraid that they're going to lose all their gains and they're going okay. to be starting again from zero and they're going to be this vulnerable person on the gym floor again because they've forgotten how to move for anyone listening do you think that people will be losing the gains or is it something that's it's going to be kept for a long time uh my short answer is no uh i actually wrote about this in an article last week that i wrote for my site where Part of what I've been instilling with my clients is because you, you hit the nail on the head. A lot of them are like, so they're scared that all their hard work is just going to vanish. Um, whether we've been working together for a few months or a couple years. And I'm like, no, <laughs> uh, there, there's, there's much research to back up that when it comes to maximal strength and when it comes to cardio endurance, that sticks around for quite a while. Um, yeah. Like to, to the point of like, we're talking like 30 days plus or minus five days. Like that will stick around, you know, where you have to be literally bedridden, not doing anything for you to see like this massive drop off of strength and cardio endurance. Now, is this something you say like you're going to come back a little bit weaker and you're not going to be hitting PRs? Yes, I am saying that. Um, but if you're if you're just if, as long as you're active and doing something, even if it's just like, you know, X amount of pushups per day with X amount of bodyweight squats per day, the, the body just needs subtle reminders. The nervous system just needs subtle nudges for. Yeah to just to remember to keep stuff. I always say like, I always make a, a, I always say like, like to me, like when people talk about fat loss programming and, and diets, it should be more about muscle maintenance or muscle maintaining diets. I agree. Uh, Cause yeah. to me, like when people are doing a fat loss phase, they still should be training pretty heavy and their volume should be lower because we want the body to keep muscle and not lose it. And I always say what, what makes muscle keeps muscle. Um, so as long as they're staying active, um, especially when it comes to like, like I said, strength, cardio endurance, like that, that's going to stick around for quite a while. What, what dissipates pretty quickly is power and explosiveness. So, um, you know, will that will that be figuring in your, um, at home program and then a little bit oh, more. Sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can, I mean, people can still go outside and sprint. People can still do some skipping. They can do some vertical jumps. Uh, I mean, there, there's, there's subtle ways we can train um that too like me personally as a coach like i don't have many of my clients doing any olympic lifting just because i don't i don't have a lot of familiarity with doing so but they can do kettlebell swings they can do you know i have a number of clients who have med balls i, I say okay we'll do med ball stomps um we can do we can do broad jumps we can just we can do sprints um that will maintain some power and explosiveness for sure so mm. rian yeah. do you want to go into um the question that we were discussing before Oh yeah, so about um, any new people with exercising. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I wanted to ask you, Tony, actually, is you know, in in regards to the the clients that we train and stuff, you know, they might have access to kit and stuff like that. But did you have any advice for people who haven't previously exercised but now want to during this COVID lockdown? Oh, you mean have I had anybody reach out? Yeah, me, or just yeah, in yeah. general, if you. If if you have any advice for anyone, you know. Yeah, about. I mean, I've had I've had a few people who have reached out asking, like, "Hey, I, I see, you know, I live in the neighborhood. I see you have a gym. Like, you know, how do I get started?" And I was like, "Well, we can't right now." <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. Until this, yeah, we have to wait a few weeks. Um, but I mean, I, you know, honestly, like, with new people reaching out, like, I'm. My own take is that is like I probably wouldn't take on any new online clients who don't have a lot of experience training in person before I work with them in person, um, at yeah. least at this stage. Because um, I, I mean, I will always say that in-person coaching trumps 
distance coaching or, or online training any day of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But in terms of any recommendations I would give to people as far as like what they, what they should be doing. I mean, certainly we don't have to reinvent the wheel. I mean, there, I mean, we were joking about it earlier, but there, there is no shortage of uh, exercise ideas on, <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter right now, as far as like people doing, using like spatulas for workouts. Like, I, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it, it, it's becoming insane like what people are, are, are coming up with will um, that be uh, your next workshop Tony? oh of course yeah it's just like you know minim minimalist training with staplers yes we're gonna uh <laughs> we're gonna figure it out yeah <laughs> uh, well everyone now everyone across the world is training with towels um including me which i've uh, stolen that workout for a few of my clients yeah, I mean, my, my friend and I did, uh, we challenged each other to come up with some ideas for just a towel. I think we're doing, I think we might do a foam roller next. See, I'm trying not to, like, I'm playing along. I, I do think, like, the, it's just the phase we're in now. Like, the, everyone's at home. We have, to, we have to figure it out. Let's give people some ideas. And I, I've certainly picked up many great ideas. I'm like, my brain, it amazes me how, what people come up with. I'm like, my brain does not work like a lot of people. <laughs> I was like, I never, I never thought of that. Like, that, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, um, I, I have to have people be creative for me, and then I just. Uh, I'm copy. so not creative. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can. I can creatively write, but I can't creatively come up with new exercises. Like it's just, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's a it's another skill set that I just don't have. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, are you guys familiar with Brett Bartholomew? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So con conscious yeah. coaching. Uh, he put out a really. I felt a really uh, telling uh, Instagram post the other day where it basically just said, um, silence is better than bullshit. Um, basically directed towards trainers and, and fitness professionals saying, I know everyone's clamoring to like catch everyone else's attention and post all these videos and you know, all like all these fancy like things you could do with like a, a, a really basic item. Um, yeah. but sometimes like, don't you don't have to say anything <laughs> there's a lot of power in just being silent and um just not being that person there's um, a big difference between just making noise and being a leader as well so i think yeah. a lot to be said for for being present at the right time um but just yeah. posting for the sake of posting just because we've got a lot of free time um can just often make you come across as desperate and not a leader would you agree oh of course yes like i think yeah. um I mean, I think, I mean, I'm calling myself out. I think when the, when I got home, like, I think I went maybe four, four or five days without posting any, anything on Instagram. Um, Monster. And I, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, are people going to forget who I am? Uh, and I think there's a lot, I, you know, there's a lot of pressure in the industry to pump out volume or pump out content yeah. uh, on a, on a, on an almost daily basis. And I, I've never agreed upon with that. I mean, I had to learn, you know, but it was nice when I, when, before I was married, before I had a kid, like I was able to write an article almost on my blog almost every day. Now it's like twice a week and I'm happy. <laughs> so yeah, I'm with yeah. once at the moment, I've got two teenagers. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, there's yeah. It, but you know, when it comes to like Instagram posts and stuff like that. Like, I'm, but again, like I get it. There, there's a lot of fitness professionals out there who have a lot of time in their hands. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to belabor them doing what they want to do. Um, yes. but I, but I do think there's, there's a lot of power in, you know, being silent and, and, and not just posting something for the sake of posting something like it should be actionable. I always tell trainers, like if you're going to post something like 
there, there needs to be a, a why behind it. There needs to be, um, you know, Kurt Vonnegut is one of my favorite writers of all time. You know, one of the best creative writers of all time. He has these rules for writing. And one of them is like, you know, you're, you're writing for one person. Uh, always, always think about that. Like, you know, they're, they're, they, you're, the reader it, it wants to be informed. Like you're writing for one person. And I think the same, that, that's a nice message to, to, to play along with, with, you know, when you're, when you're posting stuff on social media, it's like, are you, are you answering a question? Like, are you, are you, are you giving something actionable or are you just like posting a bunch of shirtless pictures of you doing bicep curls? Like, I mean, um, something that's happening at the moment is a lot of people are posting uh, pictures of their really fancy home gym. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. It must make people that like have one kettlebell and like, I hate you. half <laughs> a band being all like yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm trying not to post anything like that at the moment and just trying to post things that you can do with minimal equipment yeah. and just um, something yeah. that makes people be active. Yeah. I was a jerk and I posted a video of myself deadlifting with a barbell. Like I two wasn't days ago. referencing that when he did <laughs> that. Like it, 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 we could have got away with it and said that was pre-apocalypse, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. let you off with that one. Um, but I, I, I framed it as like, okay, here's a little reprieve from all these at-home stuff. Like, here's a, here's here's something. That, but then I went into like childhood reading books and stuff like that. So I had like a separate little diatribe on there. But um, yeah. So but other, yeah. Than, other than people um, such as um, yourself, who do you think uh, in the industry is being a fantastic leader at the moment? Like I, I mentioned John Rustin right now. Um, I think uh, Pete Dupuis, I mean, I, I'm certainly, I'm, I'm biased in that he's a good friend of mine, but I think he's, he's giving out, he's always giving out great business advice yes. um, in terms of like, just how to kind of navigate, navigate the times. Um, Brapothami, I think a lot of the people I've already mentioned that I've, I've, are, are the ones that are doing a really good job right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are the ones that, I mean, maybe you guys have some, some good, uh, uh, add-ons too, but those are the ones that pop out to me at the moment. Nick Tuminello, he's been he's been pretty good too. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Jen Sinclair's put out a lot. Of, yeah, Jen's uh, always great. Um, yeah, she's and, and, and Nick put out a really good thing the other day because I I think um, you know, backtrack like a year, and every time that Instagram or Facebook goes down, like we always make fun of of influencers like, oh, what are they going to do today? Like the Instagram's down, <laughs> they're screwed, and now the roles are reversed, where it's like all those people like are fine, but then the people who actually are working in gyms are screwed. Um, and Nick just said, no, this is a nice subtle reminder that it's nice to be di diversified and like, ha and be, and, and be in, in both camps, like have a little bit of online, be in person. Like, you know, if, so I do think that this, this, this scenario that we're in right now is going to help fitness uh, professionals realize that they need to be a little bit more diverse with, yes. with yeah. their, with their, um, coaching and their branding um, and that it actually is is pretty fruitful to to yes have have an online presence but also you know have a have an in-person presence too because they, they, they're they're going to complement each other and in, in more ways than one I think oh yeah one of the most amazing things for me is yes there are a lot of people out there that are maybe morally bankrupt they're trying to sell um, certain things and it's not the right time but on the other side of that I've never seen the fitness industry being as united there's been less sure. infighting there's yeah. been people being proactive I've never seen more free programs and people sharing other coaches work and I think that's been a yeah. wonderful wonderful thing and that's uh, res restored my faith a lot in the uh, fitness industry yeah I've had uh, many colleagues reach out 
who are gym owners that are locally here in Boston and, and across the States and the world who are like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, what are you doing with core? Like, how are you holding up? And, you know, so it's nice to, to kind of get feedback and reassurance from them. Um, and certainly it's been very nice to see people kind of sort of be nice to each other uh, on, on social media. And, um, and yeah, when it comes to like selling stuff, yes, I, I, I am in the, I am in the camp that it is okay to do that. Uh, you know, we, we, we can make a living. There's certainly a, a wrong way of doing that. Like, like blatant profiteering is wrong. You yes. know, saying yeah. like this supplement or this, this diet or, you know, this routine will cure COVID like that's, that's wrong. Um, but I see no issues with, with, uh, uh, trainers and coaches and fitness professionals, like putting their, their, their products on sale and, you know, stuff like that. Like I, I, I've, I, have i have seen it, but it hasn't been a lot where other, like some people are getting called out for it, which I think is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. That, like, that really you know, is. I mean, that don't, don't be, I mean, that's, it's, you know, you're just mad because you can't do it. <laughs> like, exactly. um, uh, um, you know, I, my wife, you know, put out her first product just as this was all hitting. Um, and I think on the last day of the sale, um, I was like, well, you know, the, today's your last day to buy psych skills for fit pros. Um, you know, you're, we're all at home now. So something like that. And that's how I framed it, which I mean, I don't see anything wrong with doing that. And, no, it's the perfect time to do something like that because it's never been more important to have great yeah. communication skills. Yeah. Um, and, um, it's when people um, are like putting, an additional price on their programs because they are planning home sessions um, different things like that, rather than something that's going to help people to be better coaches or something yes. like that. So, yep. absolutely. Yeah. so it's been wonderful to see people uniting like that. Um, I know we've only got five minutes left. So something that I like to ask um, any coach that comes on is just to mention any mentors that they have that might not really get much recognition and just maybe you want to say thanks to someone or just give someone a shout out that doesn't often get the attention they deserve oh boy um i mean i'm my one of my best friends is dean somerset and he he's coming on soon he he and i have presented together gosh um at least 30 times if not more uh and and it's always a treat to be to watch him and learn from him and and you know, and we compliment each other very well because he's very, he's much more cerebral than I am. It gets more in the weeds than me, than me. Then I come on like, oh, let's fucking deadlift. And then, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, um, but you know, even though, even though he's technically younger than me, um, you know, he, I, I, it's, it's always, it's always a, a treat because I, I always learn from it. I mean, we, we've, well, we, t- we've teached the same workshop several times a year and I always learn something from him every single time. Um, so it's been, uh, yeah, I mean, not that I know he, people know who he is too, but you know, but, it, but a lot of my normal ones too, like, you know, of course, Dan John, uh, you know, is, is that guy's like a, just a beacon of knowledge. Um, so much experience there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but the, I think, and then, my, I mean, and I, I mean, it might sound cheesy, but I, I, I've always said my wife has had a big influence on my career since we've been together. Um, yeah. well, you know, that's, uh, just the psychology of coaching. Um, it's just, yeah. uh, fitness professionals don't realize that they are psychologists in many ways. Um, we'll have to they might not have, yeah, she would love to come on. She should come yeah, we'll on. She'd be, she'd be a great, she'd be a great 
uh, guest I'm on there. I mean, of course, I'm biased, but she'd do. She'd be a I've lovely heard, person. I've heard her on a Jason Leotis. Leotis. I don't know how to say. Oh something. yeah, she's well. She's been she's been getting a lot more uh, requests for podcasts lately, especially since her her product came out. But um, but yeah, even her. Like uh, I mean, just from a you know a toning it down as a coach, like not being the, you know the alpha, like yeah, this looks heavy. Um, you know, like, like, okay, bring it, bring it back a couple, couple notches. Um, but yeah, those would be some of the ones I, I've, I would, uh, gravitate to. That was, that was an amazing answer. Um, something yeah, that I wanted to just say. You can never go wrong with giving, giving kudos to your wife. <laughs> no, <laughs> I need to marry my partner now. Um, so yeah, something that I just wanted to say thank you for about eight years ago, you wrote something about not overcoaching and it stuck with me ever since and made me a better coach. Um, so that was just a personal thank you for me. Now, this question might be um, difficult to answer in about 90 seconds and especially with, again, the apocalypse happening. But what does the future <laughs> hold for Tony Gentilcar? You know, I, I hope that, uh, you know, this time with family, um, which is precious. I mean, I, I mean, every, every morning, I mean, as much as hard as it is to, you know, be being a, a daycare because we usually, we just take them to daycare every day, eight o'clock, we drop them off. Like, oh, I love you. See you later. Um, you know, this time with, it, it's, it's really cool to, to see my kids smiling and, and having a good time and we're, we're roughhousing and doing sprints in the hallway and, going on scooter rides like that's been great um you know i just hope that you know we can we can just return to normalcy soon and and uh you know get back to to helping people as best we can and you know i i do think this is going to be a, a time where everyone can kind of um look back and and see some personal growth uh yeah. and hopefully the world will see some personal growth through this um yeah, and uh, realize uh, the heroes that doctors and nurses. Of course, yeah. Um, I, I'm hoping that this isn't like a, you know, once. I mean, because we don't know how long it's going to last, but like you know, two weeks after that, everyone's just going to forget and go back to the way it was. And I, I you know, I'd like to think that there's going to be a lot of uh, um, changes uh, in yeah. in the world and, and well, how we this, how. When this all passes, we'll have to have um, a podcast where we just talk about deadlifts. Yes, let's yeah. do it, please. <laughs> Fucking deadlift! Yeah, let's do it. That, I'll, I'm all for that. Yes, we'll we'll pencil it in. All right, yeah. Tony. It has been an hour now, and I know you're a busy man. So um, I will. Oh, this is great. Um, I've absolutely loved today's episode. So yeah, it's been um, incredible. Yeah, just for anyone listening out there, check out Tony's website, and we'll put a lot of links. Um, in the show notes and uh, no doubt we'll get him and his wife on the podcast again um, in the very very near future so Tony thank you very much indeed thank you very much it's been a pleasure guys thank you so much Tony bye bye